In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello, and welcome to The Career Confidant. And you are going to be glad that you joined us today because today we have a guest talking about another great topic for you in managing your career, your career advancement, or even if you're thinking about launching a small business. Because Jennifer Vansel is a coach who does strengths. And Jennifer, you are just so positive, And I love talking with you because you always bring this strengths-based approach. So we're so excited to have you on the show today. Strengths is positivity. So I'm glad that it shows. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me one bit. So, Jennifer, you help people think about how they can use their strengths to improve their career. And this really applies throughout their career and specifically, of course, during job search and career development, career selection, career exploration. But today, we're going to be talking specifically about using LinkedIn. So before we jump into the LinkedIn side of things, tell me a little bit about how you help people use their strengths to define their personal brand. Absolutely. So I'm certified as a Gallup certified strengths coach, and I use the Clifton Strengths Assessment. Now, it's a wonderful way to get some words that you can use in your written materials, in your interviews, in your online materials like LinkedIn, that's what we're going to talk about today, and in your conversations that you'll have as you are positioning yourself for some kind of career change or job. So the Clifton Strengths Assessment actually gives you language that you can really use. And um, you can also really get the meaning from the assessment. So that's what I base uh, my coaching on is once people have the results of this assessment, they'll have their top five strengths. And I teach them how to communicate those in all of those arenas of job search and career transition. Yeah, and people can oftentimes confuse strengths and skills. So maybe we just spend a second and have you tell us what 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 are strengths and how are they a little bit different than skills? Sure. So strengths are really defined as your natural talents. Um, it's really what you have a propensity toward. So you may be naturally analytical. It doesn't mean that you were born knowing how to use Excel. So the skill of Excel can be learned and taught. But to be naturally analytical means you've probably always been asking questions. You've always been trying to get to the bottom of things. You've always been looking at things from several angles. I am positive that I was born with uh, communication. In fact, I think I was the MC of the kindergarten show. So I've always been communicating with people, speaking, public speaking. Um, that's something that came naturally to me. Becoming a good public speaker probably didn't happen in kindergarten. I'm getting better every day. I'm working on it daily. So those are skills you can learn. Public speaking is a skill. Communication is a natural talent that can be turned into strength, turned into a strength with time and effort. 
Yeah, so skill can kind of be your um, strengths operationalized or kind of put to work, but that strength is what you bring internally. And as you said, it's a natural talent. It's something that makes us feel good and powerful and energized, um, whereas sometimes we can be good at a skill that's not necessarily something that gives us life. Absolutely. So when you're working from your strengths, it's really where your energy comes from. And uh, people are much more engaged when they're working from their strengths. So um, the Gallup has actually done a lot of um, investigation and a lot of research around engagement. And people are much more engaged when they're working from their strengths. I work with a lot of people who are unhappy in their careers. And um, I really think of it as a diagnostic tool to understand why are you unhappy. Most of the time when someone says, I'm really not uh, where I want to be in my career, uh, when I can understand what their strengths are and ask them, how many of these are you using on a daily basis? Most of the time, maybe one out of five. And so it's very easy to see if someone is, for example, a relator, meaning highly relational and really motivated by um, relationships, and they are in a corner uh, looking at spreadsheets all day and not talking to or relating to anyone. Or, for example, if you're doing a lot of quick connections with people, very fast customer service, and you don't get to see them again and again, but you're relationship-driven, it's not very satisfying because you don't get to see the people again. So I find that understanding people's strengths and helping people understand their strengths gives them a lot of insight into the kind of work that will make them more engaged. Yeah, so it's that life force, which when we have that life force, it makes us feel better doing the work, but then it also makes other people go, wow, that person's really fun or good or you know talented at what they're doing because they can see that life force which we just kind of personified in our introduction why when I introduced you as positivity and that's one of your strengths because that's just that natural talent that seeps out of you that other people see even if they don't really know what to call it it's really not important that you use the right words. I mean, some of the right. words are very specific, like input or learner. And um, it's not important that you, you write, for example, on your LinkedIn profile, I'm a person with high input. But you would explain that you're a person who likes to gather information. And then those of us who work in career development, we would coach you to say, okay, what does that do in your career? Why is that valuable to people who might want to employ you? Yeah, and we'll get into that a little bit, but I don't encourage my clients to use those words because those words aren't unique, right? Those are the strengths finders words. Those aren't your words. So we in the career space might put them on our profile, but I think you hit the nail on the head that when it's that individual that's thinking about their strengths, they want to tell a story, which we'll get to here in a little bit. So what else might we say about personal brand before they jump onto LinkedIn and work on their profile, what other things might they need to know about themselves? Sure. So um, our colleague, William Maruda says that personal branding is your unique promise of value. And I love that phrase that he uses. So I think about your own strengths as your unique promise of value. So your strengths are your natural talents, but then what field do you use them in? What skills have you learned? What expertise have you developed using your strengths? 
So that's really what becomes unique and valuable about you. Um, the strengths, even a top five strengths, it's, it's one in 278,000 uh, likelihood that you would have the top five strengths of somebody else. So even just looking at your top five strengths, you're very unique. Now, if you put a career field on there and a certain education and a certain skill set, there's only one of you. It's just you. There's nobody else who has all of those things. So our, our um, calling is to figure out how to communicate that effectively to people who are in a position to open doors for you. Yeah, and we are unique, and a lot of times it's our challenges to figure out what unique stories we can tell to describe our strengths, not necessarily wanting to copy and paste that other language. So let's talk a little bit more specifically then about how our people, and this applies for, you know, whether people are trying to get business or they're looking to get hired in in a career, how can they demonstrate their strengths on LinkedIn? Absolutely. So there's really a couple different ways. One is in what you write and one is in what you and the other one is what you do. So you can explain, for example, if you're analytical that you've developed skills in certain programs and you can list those in the skills section. Um, you can also talk about what being analytical allows you to do. Perhaps you're really good at gathering data and you're really great at understanding um, the causes and effects of things and you ask really deep questions. So I ask my clients, how does analytical show up for you in your field and what skills have you developed to be even better at your, your natural talent of being analytical. So what you write is the way that you explain and communicate the strengths that you naturally have. Uh, most people don't think that these are valuable. Um, sometimes people say, well, actually, I always thought that was a negative about me. But um, if, if you can understand the value of your strengths and you can explain how they would be valuable to people you're doing business with or people that you are uh, working with as colleagues or to potential employers, then people can understand that unique value. So certainly in writing, we want to help people to adequately explain uh, the strengths that they bring. But the other one is in how you act. So for example, I have strong communication and that means that I respond to messages. I respond to every message. And that's something that I really pride myself on. And that's really, really important to me. Um, I don't get behind on my messages. I always respond. So when I say I have communication, I can write that in my profile. But if someone messages me and gets a response, they will see communication. So that's a personal example. But I coach my clients to figure out what would that example be for them. Yeah, and that makes it a little bit more concrete. And it also, as you were saying earlier, keeps us consistent. So, you know, the big joke is always that if you write in your resume that you're detail oriented, but you spell things wrong, or you don't use a hyphen in detail oriented when you're supposed to, right? It doesn't work. (laughs) Right, right. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and if someone, for example, is a learner, um, that means that they love to learn, they love the process of learning. And so I want to know, well, what value does that have to someone who's doing business with you or someone who's on your team or someone who is going to hire you? And so if you are a learner and you love to 
to learn new information. Can you share it? How can you share it? Can you teach it? Can you post about it? So when you say that you love to learn and you always stay up to date, and then I see you sending me the latest articles and the latest information and the latest research, I actually see your learner strength in action. And that's what helps me really understand how your strengths show up in your, uh, in your work. Well, this is an important piece of branding, right? Because brand isn't just how I'm unique. Brand is the value that that adds to my customer, my client, my for future employer. And that's a part of branding that a lot of people miss because they just think about, oh, my story or how I'm different. And they don't connect it to the customer. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more in specifics about how you can get this information into your profile and other ways you can use LinkedIn to demonstrate your strengths. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking with Jennifer Vansel, a strengths-based coach. And Jennifer, you work with a lot of MBA folks, but you also work with some early and mid-career professionals, and I'm guessing that you see a lot of times where they struggle to, you know, what do they put in your link, their LinkedIn profile? So can you give us a few examples of how people have put their strengths into their profile? 
Sure, absolutely. So, you know, just looking at uh, a profile here that uh, someone has written, and they said, you know, a small business owner myself, I help launch others' vision and brand strategy paired with smart and strategic design. So strategy, right there, it's strategic design. So that's a really great example of using the strategic strength, but explaining she's a, she's a creative director. And that is a way of explaining what she does with strategy. Um, we also see some uh, wording where she explains that she helps people generate ideas. Well, that's her ideation strength. So you think about what the strength is, what it means, and how it applies in the field you're in, and then a phrase that you can say. So I always help people come up with what I call strength statements, um, a sentence that explains what that strength means, and then you can use that in LinkedIn in your About section. You can use it in the Description of Your Experience section. And you can also use it in interviews and in networking meetings. So once you have your strength statement, you understand what your strengths mean and how to communicate them. There's just so much that you can do with them. Yeah. And as you were saying, those specific stories, specific examples, and what does that mean for the person that I'm, I'm working for? And this might be like specific stories in our experience section. Have you seen people use it that way? Absolutely. You know, I love the classic method of answering interview questions or answering, um, telling a story, the STAR method, situation, task, action, and result. So I actually coach people to exactly talk about uh, one of their strengths when they're telling a story. So somebody might say, you know, the situation was that we were uh, I'll give just kind of a real basic example, but the situation was that we didn't have enough information to make a decision about where to launch our marketing. And so my task was to figure out where our marketing dollars were best spent. So the action I took was gathering information from X, Y, and Z partners, and they could detail that out. And the result was that we understood that we need to put more of our dollars in the Northeast versus the Southwest. So so that's a way that you would tell a story. So I've seen people capture these stories uh, in cover letters as well and in their experience section in LinkedIn. So they could very much say on a bullet or in a phrase, um, gathered information using um data analysis strategies and demonstrating them using the Tableau, you know, using Tableau as their skill. So you can use a description of exactly what your strength is. So I would say that demonstrates the strength of input, gathering information, really good at gathering information. So you can use some wording within um, your profile. Yeah, and even better if you could get to, one of my colleagues always says, the so what, you know, what did the, that do for the business or the call, the customer? And sometimes we can share that, sometimes we can't, especially if it, it's on LinkedIn um, or we're in a role where we don't necessarily get to see that. But it's that idea of that we're thinking about what our strength is, how it's demonstrated or, you know, put into practice, and then what is the value for the person that we're working with. So that's a great example. Absolutely. 
Yeah, and of course, you'd need to say the result maybe that you save the company $5 million when you figure that out. So that would be a key part of understanding why why is it good to be a person who gathers a lot of information. And then you could explain how that result saved the company money, for example. Yes. Now, so one of the other things that you talked about a little bit earlier, but I wanted to bring back is how can we think about using our strengths as we connect on LinkedIn? Because sometimes connecting or doing things on LinkedIn, taking those actions on LinkedIn can feel a little bit like it's not authentic to us. It's not natural. So I loved your idea of thinking about how we can use our strengths on LinkedIn. Absolutely. So let me just tie a little piece of some words I put in my profile and then some of the actions that I take. So on my profile, I say it's my goal to help you connect to people and strategic opportunities that will open doors for you. I love to build, be a bridge builder between you and the people who can get you where you want to be. So I'm talking about my strength of connectedness and my strength of relator, which is relationship building. So LinkedIn is an amazing tool for someone with connectedness and relationship building and communication. So when I say I'm a bridge builder and I love to connect people, those are the words that I've said that demonstrates my strengths. But when people reach out to me and they want to connect, I will respond. And many times people will say, can you introduce me to so-and-so in your network if it's someone I'm working with? And absolutely, that is one of the things that I always offer to people that are working with me, my students, people in my classes, my, my colleagues, um, my, and the, the folks that I coach. So I can say the words, I love to help you connect, but then I'll take the action by introducing you. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, and so I'm more analytical and and process-based. So I've created videos for how to do certain things on LinkedIn um, and sharing them with people. That's a way that I can add value to other people, but it's congruent and, and uses my strengths. So it doesn't, you don't have to be a relator or connector. It's figuring out what are your strengths and how could those add value to your audience there on LinkedIn or to you in in your LinkedIn presence. Um, although I think it's always good to think about how it adds value for your audience because you could be great at analytics and do a whole bunch of research for yourself on LinkedIn. And that may be helpful for you, but we've got to take it to that next step and take some action on it to, to move forward, right? Right. I think the videos that you create is just a perfect example because you're always staying up to date on what's happening, what's new, and you share that with others. So that really becomes part of your personal brand that anyone who knows you and worked has worked with you understands that you're always going to bring. In fact, Marie, when I see something new, I usually go check your website uh, or check your Facebook page to see if you've posted about it. And just this week, something new came out in LinkedIn. LinkedIn was doing some new actions for job seekers. I checked your site, and you were doing a podcast the next day. So I absolutely was right that I understood your brand. I knew you would post about it, and you did. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's it's authentic, and I wouldn't say easy for us, but it's it's easier when you do the things that fit for you versus doing the things that um, you feel like you have to do or should do, right? Really great point. In fact, I was working with an engineer who was researching um, some different um, career fields. And um, I, as a relationship person and a communication person, my way of understanding 
uh, information is by talking to people. So my thought when I'm net, when I want to get information is I need to talk to people who do this. Well, he was almost terrified uh, at the idea of talking to strangers to get information. And of course, I understood that that was not his strength. And so I said, all right, let's look at your strengths and how can you get the information about these new career fields based on your strengths? And he was a person with high learner, high analytical strengths and input, gathering information, learning new information and analyzing that information. So I actually helped him look up the uh, codes that describe different um, career fields, the NAICS codes, uh, sent him to the library to look up careers with those codes. And he was so excited. He came back with a spreadsheet with multiple lines full of data so excited and had narrowed them down, had ranked them by numbers and sorted them out to find his top match. <laughs> perfect, perfect use of his learner input and analytical strengths. Yes, yes. And other people, as you said, would do it differently. And that's the beauty of it. So as we're kind of ending here, Jennifer, what um, two things, maybe, what two things would you say that people could go and do right now on their profile to be to stand out more to be more clear about how they're different? So first off, you need to have a headline that says what you do. Absolutely. Um, So many people I see, their headline says unemployed or looking for work or open to opportunities. And I think, gosh, I'd love to help you, but I don't even know what kind of job you're looking for. Um, And and think about that in business. If it just says uh, marketing manager, I don't know what you're marketing. Um, So even just stating your value right there in your headline so that in any place that you post, people understand what you do. My headline says, I help people create strengths-based careers that make life meaningful. So when you see that headline, you, you understand what I do. Um, what does your headline say? And if it isn't descriptive or it's not there, like a lot of folks, then add something right away. Um, you can actually click on the crayon, the little uh, crayon symbol, the edit symbol. I call it a crayon. Um, and you can change that. So even if it is marketing manager at XYZ company, you can actually add, you know, a, a phrase that said, you know, I help people communicate the value of their product or I help products be designed in a way that um, customers can understand them. Whatever your phrase is can be added at the top, even if you still want to have your position. And if you are unemployed, then you can have a headline that describes the value that you bring, even if you don't have a current job. So that is the very first thing I would say. Updating your headline is huge. And the second thing is if you don't have an about section, then you definitely want to add that. Um, It used to be called summary. And I think that used to make people think that it should be very, very short. Um, But you actually have over 2,000 characters available there. So you really want to explain in your about section what it is that you do. What do you, what value do you bring? And that's where you can take those strength statements that I talked about and weave them into uh, paragraphs and sentences that help people understand what you do and who you are. Oh, Jennifer, you've just been so helpful. Can people get a link from you? Where should they connect with you if they want to learn more and follow you? Absolutely. So if you follow me on LinkedIn, actually connect with me on LinkedIn, I can communicate with you. Um, My name in LinkedIn is Jennifer Doyle Vansel. 
and my headline says I help people create strengths-based careers that make life meaningful. So I should be very easy to find, and I would love to connect with you. I have information um, on my profile about what services I offer, whether to my students or to private clients or companies. But what's really important to me is that I like to share information that helps people manage their careers. And so I'm posting almost every day information on how to use LinkedIn effectively, how to job search well, how to use their strengths in their careers. It's my passion to do that. And I just love it when people benefit from that. Oh, that's so great. And I know people will check it out and get more value from following you and the great information that you share. Thank you so much for joining us. And we are going to take a short break. When we come back, I will give you some more information from some of our other career experts who weighed in on this topic. But Jennifer, it's been so great talking to you. And thank you so much for joining us. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant Welcome back to the Career Confidant. Today we were talking with Jennifer Doyle Bansell. So if you're checking her out on LinkedIn, it's uh, Jennifer, D-O-Y-L-E, Vansel, V-A-N-C-I-L. And she just shared some really important and pertinent information, especially there at the end about changing your headline and being careful that it's specific to who you are and what you do, but also adds in some flavor. So one of the sessions that I did this summer, we had a recruiter come in and he was showing us the back end of LinkedIn where recruiters get to see profiles. And he was searching for a tax manager and probably not that surprising that all of the tax manager profiles he looked at, that was all they had in their head was tax manager. Some of them said tax manager at X, Y, or Z company. Boring, (laughs) right? It just doesn't differentiate you from anyone else who does what you do. Now, on the other side of things, I have people that just go way too creative and maybe they say things that 
uh, just vague and it doesn't tell you what they do. Um, I help people do X, Y, or Z. And you're thinking, well, that's great, but why and how and in what setting? Um, we need a context and some specificity. So um, Mark Anthony Dyson, who's another career expert, he responded on my LinkedIn post about this topic today and said a headline that emphasizes value and solutions that you solve is important. And I, I agree with that completely. So do a balance of the two. Tell me the common titles that you might be applying to and how you bring a specific value, what your strengths are in that, um, you know, what uh, in industry you work with. It's nice to have both. I'm a both and kind of gal, as you know, if you've been listening to the show for a while. So give me some brand. What do you do differently? What are your strengths? How do you help people? Then give me some titles for the search optimization of your profile. And if you can do that within around 120 characters, great. Today you have 220 characters in your profile, but I find that if we go too long, it gets to be too much of a dense block and people aren't gonna read it anyway. So I'm a fan of staying a little bit closer to the 120 original headline characters, but you do have some flexibility now to put some more things in and mix that strengths and brand and what do you do that's different with some concrete titles. These are the types of jobs that you're targeting and and mixing those two can be great. And if you are searching for work, just search, you know, put in the headline what you are searching for as much as possible without having to say seeking a job in. It, we don't need that, and it uses the characters that you don't want to waste. We want those characters spent talking about your brand. So Mark also was talking about how content is so important. And one of the easy ways to get engaged on LinkedIn is to share other people's content. It doesn't have to be an article you wrote, right? It could be an article that someone in your industry wrote. Um, it, it's got to be pertinent to your brand in, in terms of showing the types of information that you want people to associate with you professionally. But it doesn't have to be your content. However, you want to say something in your post about why you're sharing that. Call out a point for everyone about what makes this important. And the number one tip that I would give you when you're sharing other people's content is to always make it that post something that people could respond to without reading the article because it's really hard for people to engage with you if they have to go and read the article first. So give me enough in that post that I could respond to it, ask a question that I could respond to without having to go and read that article. That will increase your engagement exponentially. And do that if you're sharing in any kind of social setting on Facebook, in Facebook groups, on LinkedIn, wherever you're sharing, give me enough that I could respond to that and engage with you, have a conversation with you without having to read that article. And that will increase your engagement a lot because people will feel like they can respond to you and then they can go and read the article later. Whereas if they don't have time to read that article right then, they aren't going to come back and engage with your post, even if they save that article to go and read it later. So that keeps your engagement and conversation going to 
to really do what we're trying to do on social, which is be social, right? It's called social media. We want that engagement. We want to connect with people. We want to, in in our own way and according to our own strengths, have the opportunity to have those conversations with folks. Um, so Jessica Hernandez, which she's another one of our community our personal brand community members. And we talk a lot about voice in our personal branding classes. And it's really nice on LinkedIn, on social media, if you have your voice. This is true throughout your profile and your posts. So if I read your post and I think, oh, you know, that's just a bunch of generic phrases from someone else's profile or a job description or what you think you should say, it then it, I don't connect with you. I don't learn about you. I don't I don't get engaged with you as a person. And so when you're thinking about writing on LinkedIn, you really want to think about how you can have your voice. And this is what great writers and coaches do is help you find your voice and use your voice in your, your profiles, your, your resume, your, your text, or maybe even if you're having someone that you're going to have help you with your social media. But if you're not that... Um, if you're not going to do that, then think about how you can find your voice for yourself. And Jessica offers a great tip here. She says, go back through your emails, texts, and social media posts, and maybe those social media posts where you weren't monitoring yourself as much, maybe on Facebook or Instagram, um, find those phrases that you tend to use in your more day-to-day communications and try to use those in your other posts. This is why I love, I'll tell my clients, you know, if you're not going to have me write your resume, find a way to get out of your own head about it. Have a friend interview you and record it. Recording yourself talking is often so much more authentic than what you write because we tend to self-edit from the beginning to the end when we write something. But when you're telling me your story, you use those authentic words. It's one of the things I love about helping people with their profiles is capturing those words and being able to create a profile or a resume or whatever in their language and even better than they could do if they wrote it because they're constantly, all of us are usually, constantly self-editing and self-monitoring to the point where our communications just don't sound personable, accessible, connective anymore because we've edited them to be too professional, too, you know, kind of um, polished, if you will. And that isn't reality. So we've got to find that happy medium of, yes, it needs to be professional, but it can't be so polished and whitewashed um, that you are coming across as generic and not how I would be when I met you. It's also one of the things I love about video and somewhat about the podcast is that you get that authenticity because there's less barrier and and we're there and we're together and we're we're hanging out. You're hanging out with me and you get a little bit of my personality and hopefully then when you would meet me in person or I'd jump on a job interview, people would already feel like they know me and that builds that like and trust factor which leads to people doing more business and or hiring that person that they already feel like they know and like. And if they can get that from your posts, if they can get that from maybe some short videos 
videos that you make that talk about what you do and your a project or, or something, then they're going to have just that much more connection and it's going to be easier for them to feel like they can get to know you. Um, and we hire people that we know, like, and trust. Qualifications come through in the resume screening, but once we jump on the interview, it's really all about who do I feel like I could work with every day. And of course, there's bias issues that come up when we talk about that, but we can help ourselves work through those bias issues, whether it's age or gender or ethnicity, whatever it might be, we can do as much as we can do by building that know, like, and trust factor with people from the beginning by really being real with who we are and what we do. I was just commenting on a Facebook or not actually not Facebook, but LinkedIn, commenting on a LinkedIn post today where one of our colleagues had done a poll on, do you like voice text, voice messages? Like on LinkedIn, right now you can send people a voice message instead of a text-based message through LinkedIn Messenger. And I said, you know, that's really hard for those of us with little kids. I've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And if I want to try to listen to that message or, or respond to people's messages in the evenings, which I often do while they're having their little bit of, of playtime together or whatever, I can't pull out my phone and listen to a voice message because then it's, hey, mom, what are you talking to? Who's that? What are they saying? And I can't hear a message, let alone try to create a voice message. So it it can work occasionally for me, but it, it's not my favorite thing because it, it means I have to do it at a sp- specific time of, of day and I can't flex. So that's a little bit of a personal, right? Bringing in that I, I have children, but also relatable for other women and men who might have children that they're they're thinking the same thing and they think, oh, I'd never say that because it's LinkedIn and it's professional and I can't say that. But it's so much more connective when we're real. That's our challenge is finding how we can share the real authentic point of view that we bring while staying professional in in the you know in that sense of the word which i think we can sometimes overuse that word um, or create it as a barrier for ourselves and others let's connect let's be real humans and let's think about how we share our stories in a way that that makes us stand out because if all we're doing is sharing the generic we're never going to stand out especially online with 706 million profiles on linkedin so we're going to take a short break and when we come back we'll go through five quick actions that you can take today to make your linkedin profile stand out more we'll be right back in just a few minutes the business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America. 
America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today, as we're ending, I just want to give you five quick places. You could go in your LinkedIn profile and make a little change that will make a big difference in helping you stand out. And I want to start with the number one underutilized place that I see in the LinkedIn profile, and that is your job titles. So the job title field on LinkedIn within your experience section has 100 characters. That's almost as long as the old the old headlines were. And very few people do anything with this space. So sure, put your title in there from that job, but you could put keywords in there. You could put a short win in there. So if you increased sales, just a little tiny snapshot in that title field is going to make you stand out. One, on mobile especially, that title field is big and black and bold. It is the most prominent thing on your profile. And people have to click more to see the content under each job, especially on mobile, but that job title is gonna jump off the page. Two, in the recruiter view, those titles are just as prominent as your headline. So use that space, do something else with it than just including your official job title. You can include your official job title, then you know, do something else, put in some keywords, put in a a short win that encapsulates what you did there. That is such an easy win to make yourself stand out. I've been teaching that tidbit for five years and I see so few people doing anything with it. Um, If you're in business, be careful about making that overly salesy, right? Tell me what the value you bring is to your customers, but you don't necessarily want to, you know, say, yeah, a call to action in there can work, but you just got to be careful because everybody's tired of the sleazy sales on LinkedIn. So that's the number one place, your job titles in LinkedIn, huge, black, bold, big text. Don't waste it. Second thing is your experience section. So your experience section in LinkedIn should not be a copy and paste from your resume. It definitely needs to align. It needs to be the similar information. But there's a few reasons you don't want to copy and paste there. One, there may be proprietary information in your resume around sales numbers or something that doesn't belong on LinkedIn. You need to think about that and check it out with your industry, your your team. And 
we want more story. I want first person narrative on LinkedIn. It can still have some bullets and it can have some of the same information that's on your resume, but it should also tell me more about how you got started there or what you love about it there. Your why, your how, your connective stories, put those into that experience section. You can still use some of the content from your resume, but make it come to life and put it in first person so that I can read it. The reason that this matters is because it gets you more FaceTime. So if I'm a recruiter and I've already looked at your resume and I go to LinkedIn and I see the exact same content on LinkedIn, I'm bouncing, right? I don't need to spend any more time reading LinkedIn because it's duplicate information. So a little bit of difference might make them stay just a little bit longer and read your story. And that gets you more opportunity for them to get to know you and build that know, like, and trust factor. So your titles, your experience, the next one, and this one was Mark Anthony Dyson also brought this up, was your extras, right? You have this accomplishments area, you can add credentials, you can add awards. It's at the bottom of your profile, so it's not, you know, it's not getting the limelight, but if you add things in there, it could, could differentiate you from other contacts. So if you do have accomplishments, awards, things that you could put in that section, take the time to do that because it can help you stand out. The next one I would say is the recommendations. So the endorsements where I just endorse you for a skill have gotten better and they now show who endorsed you. So they carry a little bit more credibility, but we still love that recommendation that's personalized. It speaks to who you are. It's fine to request these from people that you've worked with. They need to be someone who knows, likes, and trusts you that is engaged in your career that you've worked with, that you've dealt with on a regular basis. Don't reach out to, you know, someone that you've only worked with a couple of times. That makes it hard for them. And don't be afraid to give those connections who you're asking for a recommendation some ideas. You know, hey, I'm I'm really emphasizing my strengths in back to Jennifer's thing, right? Figure out your strengths and then tell your recommenders, hey, I'm really emphasizing my strengths in this and I'm hoping to get a role where I do more of that because then they know where to go. And I've even sat down with some of my clients and wrote draft LinkedIn recommendations for people to use and to send to their folks that said they would recommend them because that makes it really easy. That person can edit it. And obviously we based it in the the work that those two people had done together, et cetera. And it, it made it easier for them. Drafting a recommendation letter is something that I've helped people do since my college days and uh, LinkedIn recommendations are no different. Don't be afraid to do that. Definitely make sure you're giving that person some direction when you ask for that recommendation. What should they be focused on? What are the strengths? And then if they send you one, don't be afraid to rearrange it. You may not necessarily want to reword it, but if they, what happens a lot of times when we write is that the first part is kind of generic and, you know, not, not that 
great. And then the third or fourth sentence is gold because it's really specific and it's gotten to the point. Don't be afraid to say, you know, hey, I'm going to put that first sentence first because we want that first sentence to hit the mark. We want that first sentence to be specific and concrete and really shine for us, not to be that generic thing that most people say about most people, right? So don't be afraid to give direction to mildly edit or rearrange to make that recommendation really knock the ball out of the park when it when someone reads it. So we've got our headline or no that's where we're going next. So we've got our titles, our experience section, our extras, our recommendation. And then the last place I would say is your headline. We talked about that already, but making sure that it's a good balance of some differentiating personality evoking statement about you and what you do and then the titles that you want to be applying for or that people would hire you for so that they can find you when they're doing their search and that's really important because it is so visible because in search it shows up as sometimes the only thing people can see and it it needs to get across who you are and what you do both of those elements are important we don't want to be overly stuck on the what and the job titles and we don't want to be overly creative with the who and obtuse statements that then don't connect for me with reality (laughs) and job search and and what you do. Um, So those would be my top five areas to look at at your profile. Start with the title sections. What little wins could you pull from your experience section into there? Rewriting your experience sections so they are a story and not verbatim from your resume. And then going through and thinking about your extras, are there other pieces in there you could pull in that would differentiate you? Your recommendations, writing, asking for some, being really concrete about that so that you get good differentiating recommendations. And then your headline being clear about what you do and and why you do it. So those pieces of your profile are some actions that you could take today. If you are a career service provider and you are interested in knowing the latest and greatest, as Jennifer so wonderfully made a plug for my brand, please do connect with me, Marie Zimanoff, on the on LinkedIn, on anywhere Career Thought Leaders Facebook page. We're we're putting out new content every week to help you stay on top of the trends. And of course, we've got our big annual trends event coming up November 16th through the 20th with our career jam. This year we have speakers, Mr. Future of Jobs, uh, the CEO top 10 highest rated woman CEO coach. I'm just kind of excited about that. So I hope that you'll join us there if you're a career services provider or even just a job seeker that wants to stay on top of the trends. And we will see you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.